Hello, my name is Michael Garrick, and this is Popping Culture Movie Reviews. My guest today is comedian Jordan Century, very funny comedian. If he's in your city, please, please check him out. I've done a couple shows with this guy. He's hilarious. Uh, thank you so much for coming on to the movie review. Hey, man, happy to be here. Happy to talk about the GOAT artist in, in his movie, man. This is going to be great. Yes, we're going to be discussing Fade to Black. Uh, this will be a 100% spoiler review. But before we spoil it, um, do you believe they should watch it? Oh, a thousand percent. Like, come on, man. This is one, a documentary on the greatest rapper ever. This is a documentary that covers what we thought at the time was going to be his last album. It kind of gives you a peek into his creative process. Just some of the like the early come ups of some of the artists that were coming up at that time, like Kanye West, uh, Knife Wonder, the producer. Yeah, absolutely. If you are a fan of hip hop or just like good music in general, 100 percent recommend this movie. Uh, I completely agree with him. You guys definitely check out this documentary. I hadn't seen it until Jordan told me about it. If you are just someone that needs like a little extra drive for ambition, uh, this is definitely a shoot for that. Uh, it's definitely it gives you a shot in the arm for that. Uh, is that, am I supposed to say stuff like that? I don't know. But uh, definitely, uh, <laughs> it's a Red Bull yeah. of ambition. <laughs> it's a Red Bull of ambition that you would definitely enjoy. There um, you go. <laughs> Okay. A shot in the arm. Wow. Yes, I'm, I'm sorry, Jordan. It had to be the episode you're on. Um, That's all good, man. <laughs> let's talk about the intro. Uh, how do you feel like they just slid us into the documentary? Oh, man. Uh, all right. So I, I actually need a reminder. What What was the intro? Uh, it's, it's more of them just like it sets up a great tone of them being like, okay, this this last album is about to drop. This is the making of it, and it just shows yeah. how important this album is. You know, it's very yeah. intense. It's very it's a very intense like beginning, where it's like this is the last album. Yeah, no, I I, I mean I think it was great, man. Just because I remember him like coming to Madison Square Garden, like pulling up, walking through the tunnel, like getting ready to. to you know get on stage and yeah for us to believe that this was going to be the last we would hear from jay-z i mean it, it was just like setting the tone for like how big this moment was like i mean to end your career like on the biggest stage in the city you're from i mean like how could you do anything greater than that yes 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 uh greatest rapper alive this yes that is like the title that like he had and like he deserved it at this time period um it was really no competition at this time no one um no one was really calling for it i think Lil wayne called for it later on but not at this point mm -hmm. um this that's a lot to put on your shoulders so what i like about this documentary it really showed his work his work ethic um what would you like to say about his work ethic in the documentary yeah, man. I mean, I, I agree a thousand percent. Like Jay-Z has always been like one of those braggadocious type of rappers, which I mean, part of the reason is why he's so great, because we enjoy those lyrics from him. But yeah, just the his whole creative process of how he doesn't actually write his his lyrics. Like that's just an insane thing that most artists should not try to emulate, but it works from him and how he's just kind of like formed the thoughts in his head. And then he just gets in the booth and like goes over it and like just spits it and it's just so perfect i mean you have to have a crazy work ethic to get to where you 
you're at, like to be him, especially in rap. I mean, that's part of the reason why I say he's the greatest rapper ever. When you look at everybody else that came out in 96, you know, or even before, slightly before then, like you look at Pac or Big, I mean, DMX, I mean, rest in peace to all the greats, man. But like, there is a reason Jay-Z is, has to be the greatest, the best rapper alive, because most rappers don't have that type of longevity. Like, and it's bigger than just being such a talented artist. Like, you have to be an intelligent person to be able to make it so long in rap. Yeah. One side question. <laughs> it's fucked up. Never mind. No, no I'm actually. <laughs> I'm actually. How much does Rock Aware have to do with his celebrity? Rock Aware? <laughs> I don't think Rock Aware has anything to do with his celebrity. I think his celebrity has something to do with Rock Aware. Yeah. I mean, as a, yeah. Exactly. It's just I just love that like it's a generation of people that don't know what Rockaway is, and it's just like it's like yeah, no, that's that's Jay Z. Um, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm kind of mad. I had some Rockaway shorts, man. They had like the R on the back pockets. I should have never got them shorts. Yeah, I think they still sell them at Burlington. I think they do. Yeah, like five X. Yeah, oh, you, know, you gotta get the big sizes. <laughs> Brelton used to kill me, man. Like you got, you can't find nothing cool that's like, like smaller than a three X. That's why people was wearing baggy clothes. It's not even that we wanted to. But that's just all we could get from Brelton Coat Factory. That's how the style came about. Yeah, I forgot the comedian's name. I, it might be Henry Cho. I, I'm not sure the comedian, but he was like, the weird thing about Brelton is you'll see a match. You won't find anything matching. Like you'll find the pants where the pants are supposed to be, but you'll find a jacket in like the shower department. Be like, I'm going to go back and get them pants. <laughs> That's true, man. Ain't no type of organization in there. Yes. Um, you talked about his memory. That was yeah. something that very much was like full on display on how like he could just literally remember verses. And even the producer spoke about it. Mm-hmm. Um, what? I forgot his name just that quickly. Um, you remember when they were discussing 99 Problems? Yeah, you mean Rick Rubin? Rick Rubin, thank you. Yes. Rick Rubin. That blew my mind that Rick Rubin was the one that was like, all right, we're going to cut the, you know, we're going to have the acapella parts. Like he had already thought it in advance for mm-hmm. Jay-Z when, when Jay-Z gave him, the, I guess, the lyrics. And like that just, you know, that just shows the the creative process when you have two people that know what they're doing. Yeah, definitely, man. I mean, that's the thing. Like, it it usually takes a team. Like, everybody can't be, you know, a, a Kanye West, right, where you can do the production and the lyrics. Like, you usually need someone that's, like, an expert on one side to come together with an artist that, that puts together the lyrics to create, like, a great body of work and a great song. So, yeah, I mean, Rick Rubin, obviously a, a legend working, like, going all the way back to, like, the Beastie Boys and still being relevant is just – that's an amazing person to work with. And I mean, if you're going to make your last album, that's probably somebody you want working with you. Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, Dirt Off My Shoulder. Do you remember that part of the documentary? Yes, absolutely. That, that it just, it looked so effortless. Like it looked like he, like it was just another day at the office. Dude, you know, it's so crazy. Like watching that scene, it seemed like Jay-Z was like, about to give up on that session like it seemed like he was really thinking like all right i'm probably not gonna get anything i want today and then timberland just played that one beat and like <laughs> like he just hooked them it was just it's amazing to watch rappers when they get a track or an instrumental that they really love because you can just like you they can't hide their reaction like you can it's written all over their face it's just their body language like they are they are in into whatever they're listening to and then they, their mind just goes automatically and like putting the song together 
Yes. Do you remember Timberland? I didn't know Timberland was that cocky. Tim was like, I'm the best producer. I'm the best one to do it. Like, I, I believe it, man. I'm, I'm not shocked. I mean, Grant, he he his body of work is great too. So I mean, I definitely don't mind him talking like that. But yeah. Timberland's funny, man. That, that was a good great scene. Yeah, he was hyped. Like he was yeah. like because he, he was knew like, that was that was the one. Yeah, he was like, I saved this for you. Like it was yeah. no like I don't want anybody <laughs> else to rap over this. Um, she, Beyonce, she wasn't all in the documentary, but she did have mm-hmm. a few scenes. Um, did did you like the fact that he, you know, at this point, I guess the relationship was more open. I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was cool to see her. It was cool to see like them kind of hanging around each other, but it wasn't like as I don't know as much. I guess PDA is that you would see from them today. Just kind of seeing like their their early like evolution of their relationship, and just kind of seeing her performing at the concert and bringing Ghostface out, and then even seeing her like backstage with Memphis Bleak. Um, <laughs> it's just interesting. Like you would, you may never see Beyonce and Memphis Bleak together again. Like that was just a rare moment. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, and then we got to see Jay Z, um, in better words, get real with people. Uh, do you remember the couple scenes where he just had to get real with people? Yeah, yeah, man. One of the standout scenes where he was talking to, like, I don't even know what that rapper's name was, but he was just saying, oh, like, yeah. rappers oh, yeah. are rappers are afraid to be themselves. And that's that's such a true line, man. Um, because they just have to feel like they had to live up to this standard and, like, live up and portray this lifestyle that isn't true to them. Um. And yeah, that was that was just a powerful moment, man. And then for him to like tie that in with lyrics from like his first album and the first Dead Presidents track, and just oh man, it it, it was an amazing scene. It was just something that like that's probably my standout scene. That's probably the scene I remember most from that whole documentary. Yes, that was definitely one of the standouts. Uh, another scene was uh, I forgot the guy's name. I believe it was another rapper where he was just like, "All you do is play video games." and uh collect all these collectibles it's like that's why i called you all early like just it's just showing like i have this kind of drive you need to have this drive too and if you don't we shouldn't be working together yeah what was he talking to just blaze i believe so yes yeah 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 yeah. Oh, jay-z a funny dude man that's one thing i will say about jay-z that i've noticed that i don't think i've ever seen from other artists jay-z is very punctual like every concert that I've been to, even going all the way back to the Blueprint 3 tour, if the show is part, supposed to start at 7.30, the lights are going off at 7.30 and the music cuts on, like without fail. Like he's definitely, he sticks to a tight schedule and, you know, much yeah. respect for that. Yeah, I, I talk about comedy. We're both comedians. Don't you wish you could do that? Like, because it, it, like, I just started producing my own shows now and I realized like that is something that you want but in comedy, it's just like, if the crowd's not here yet, do I really want to start this on time? And now, like, this first comedian looks mad because it was only seven people at the show when he came. And now we're the second comedian in. And now I got 60 people here. And I got to be like, oh, who knew? Um, <laughs> You're not. It's true, man. That is so annoying, too. It's so annoying that we have to, like, wait for her and hope for people to show up right but i mean it's it's part of the game man yeah and and the weird thing about my show is like i i sell tickets like I, you know i like tip shows but like i'd rather like if i book you i want to make sure you got money 
So like, you know, as the host, I'm like, all right, I can I can do enough time till people slow more come in. But then if I do much too much time, I become a look. I look like a feature. Right. Like, yeah. Like no host should no host should do more than ten minutes. So it's a it's a weird thing that goes in my business. Um, sorry for getting off topic. Uh, no, I totally get, agree. And then we get to Kanye West. Yes. Young Kanye West. Yes, with uh, the trucker hat on. Yes. With the tr- <laughs> What was it like seeing them, man, in your opinion? Dude, it's just to be that young. Well, actually, maybe I shouldn't even make it about his age. To be that, I guess, unproven at the time. Like, you did some work on the blueprint, and that's great, but you're trying to sell people that that you're a rapper now. And just to have so much confidence in yourself, even at that, like, early stage of your career, is just, it's inspirational, if nothing else, man. Um and then, like, I remember him uh, playing that Lucifer beat for Jay-Z. And, again, just seeing Jay-Z's reaction and Kanye just knowing, like, I, I am the greatest ever. Like, and just, like, showing that, that like, emotion is just it, – it's amazing. And it's good to see that, like, all these years later, both of them are still, like, at the top of their game. Yes. Yes. I'm, I'm serious, dude. Like, to see Kanye West at that moment and then just remember how Timbaland was, I was like, man, if these guys were in the same room – <laughs> it will be a competition. Yeah. Like, oh, I got another one back here. I got another beat for you. Hey, uh, my money's just, on Kanye still. Yeah, man. That's true. That's true. You got it. You got it. That's the best bet. Um, do you remember everything Jay-Z said about Kanye? I just remember him saying, like, him just noticing, like, how confident he was and, like, you walk in the room like, yeah, that's Kanye West or something like that. I don't know. I just remember Jay-Z even acknowledging, like, this guy's, like, a big deal or he's going to be a big deal. Yeah, like, Jay-Z said everything that Kanye West became, like, yeah. <laughs> word for word. And it was scary, bro. Like, it was scary watching the documentary. I was like, yeah, he did all that. Like, he did yeah. it. Like, Jay-Z knew it. And um, I think Jay-Z has one of the best quotes. I think um, um J. Cole um, sampled him on Born Center album where he was like, uh, it's this rapper or this this rapper eating cereal right now. He wants to be a better rapper than me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a I'm a Hiram. And I was like, <laughs> the guy did it back to back. Like he yep. did it. Like he, he has a great eye for talent. Um, do you remember the ending of this documentary? I remember the ending, like where they gave out the the proceeds of the uh, show to some benefit, uh, some charity within the city. Uh, I remember the scene. I remember the most is like it was like mixed in with the ending credits. They had like this small clip from Usher, and Usher said, "Like, man, this this dude ain't done. There's no way you'll retire after a show like that." And yeah, obviously he was right. Uh, so yeah, I always like that scene because like Usher was just. It was funny how they just made it such a small part of the movie, but it ended up being like very substantial. Yes, yes. Uh, looking at it now, I I can say this, but like at the time, I really you know I didn't pay attention to it. Looking at it in two thousand twenty one, do you feel like this was a marketing strategy? Like he knew he was coming back in the future, like he was going to come back. That is a great with the four or five like Jordan. That's a great question, and I've thought about it, and honestly, I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure, because on one hand, yeah, Jay-Z is smart enough to think of something like that and make it this, like, big marketing play. But on the other hand, I remember hearing stories going back, 
like to his reasonable doubt days and saying that like that was supposed to be jay-z's only album like he was only supposed to make that one album and then just be running the label after that so i don't know it's, it's kind of interesting to see how jay's whole career played out to where he was supposed to have retired after the first album was kind of reluctant to be a rapper and just but you, you kind of fall in love with what you do sometimes and i think part of me is i mean for the most part is like i would say 51 percent of me is like leaning towards saying he was planning on retiring but he just loves rap so much that he came back and just kept going so he was gonna be like that um this is how we do it guy like sell a million records make a well, Montel jordan yes Oh, Montel shit, that's, Jordan's... My, that's Montel Jordan? You didn't know that was Montel Jordan? <laughs> no, I didn't know that was Montel Jordan. Oh, shit. Wait, are we talking about not Montel, the, the talk show host? No, of course not. No, okay. Not the, not the guy yeah, this is how we do it. Yeah, that's Montel Jordan. Oh, my God. That is, that makes. Okay, can we both agree it doesn't sound like Montel Jordan? Or does it sound like Montel Jordan? That's the only song I know about Montel Jordan. So for me, yes, it does sound like him. Okay. I can't think of another song I know about Montel Jordan. Well, that makes sense. Why? Okay. But yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, like the Montel Jordan thing, like him sell a million records. And, yeah. Well, I'm glad he didn't stop at the reasonable doubt. That would have been depressing. That's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly, man. It's just, yeah, it's weird to think we would have lost out on such an amazing talent. That, and the influence he had on so many rappers after him, too, if he just would have stopped after that first album. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure we, we, yeah, we would still had that credit card commercial, though, right? The credit card commercial. It's the commercial that's a cover of all his albums. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, not nah, because it just would have been. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it just would have been reasonable doubt. Yeah, no. I mean, but that's the thing. I feel like even Jay-Z as a businessman probably wouldn't have reached the levels that he reached had he not had such a successful career as a rapper. Like, I mean, going back to Rockaware. When nobody bought Rockaware, Jay-Z was stopped after his first album. He just wouldn't have been a, a big enough artist to make that work. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Rockaware, I, I, I laugh about it, but it was popular. But I just looking back on it, I was just like, why, why was this thing? Like, this is, it's like they saw FUBU and it was like, we can do that. And, yeah. Yeah, it was messed up. I should have never got the the polo. That was a bad choice. Like, just that, it was all bad choices. Yes, yes. Um. Besides, of course, the soundtrack itself in the documentary, how'd you feel about the other way they use music in the documentary? Like setting tones. Uh, I mean, I, I feel like anything, when you got and a documentary centered around such an amazing artist and the whole documentary shows him working with other amazing artists, you can't help but get the music on point, right? Like, so, I mean, it's really no surprise that the music kind of, like, sets up the scene so perfectly. And, you know, and even some songs that, like, you would hear Jay-Z working on, like, never came out. And you're like, what? what is that song? It was like, it was only used to, like, go with that scene. It was like, man, it, like, it's no surprise. But, yeah, I think they did a great job with it. Okay. Um, How did you feel about the pacing? I think it was great. Like, I don't think it was rushed or anything. I think they did a good job of, like, showing parts of the show, showing some behind the scenes of him working on the album, introducing you to, well, not necessarily introducing you, but kind of showing you the early stages of, you know, his connection with Kanye, his connection with Beyonce. Like, I think it was just a 
well it was a well done balance between the show and the behind the scenes and everything kind of leading up to the show nice nice one through ten what would you give this documentary oh dude i'm giving it a 10 i'm biased but i'm giving it a 10 <laughs> nice nice uh do you believe that this documentary becomes a part of pop culture or has become a part of pop culture nah nah i couldn't say that just because like i don't think it's popular enough to really like say it's part of pop culture like that you know i mean it's not like really a film that i feel like a lot of people like have seen or really necessarily know that it exists like i mean if you're not i feel like if you're not a hip-hop fan you probably have never seen this film and even if you are a hip-hop fan you may not have necessarily have seen this film right so it's just more of like i don't know if i would say cult classic but it's definitely like a smaller demographic that has seen this movie so i couldn't say it's like had a big impact on pop culture uh do you believe if he hadn't have came back this would still be a bigger movie than it is that that's a good question yeah actually i think so like if that would have actually been his retirement i think maybe the movie would have gotten more attention or more people would have went back to watch it but like I don't know. It may be kind of hard to sell like the documentary on your last album when it's not really your last album, right? So, I mean, yeah, now that you mentioned it, I can kind of see why people never went back to watch it if you didn't watch it when it first came out. Oh, oh man. Well, dude, thank you so much for doing the movie review with me. Uh, tell people where they can follow you, and if there's anything you want to say to your fans, please tell them. Yeah, no, thank you so much for having me, man. This was amazing. I had a good time uh, talking about Jay-Z, as I always do. Uh, for anybody watching, yo, you can please follow me on um, my social media channels. My name is my social media channel, so you can just look that up. It'll be one word. Um, and yeah, man, thanks again for having me, man. This is great. Uh, no problem, man. Thank you for being a guest. Uh, thank you guys for uh, checking it out, and have an amazing day.